ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to the X-Wing segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. We do apologize for the week off, but we wanted to come back with a decent amount of content under our belt. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop. Hello there. And Mr. Jeff Wilder. Hello, everybody. We've missed you terribly. We have. Not doing content every week has drained the strength from our souls and led to just an overall dearth of joy in our lives. But we will endeavor to survive this and uh, be back to our regularly scheduled tournaments every week. Quarantine, please lift. Dear God, I can't take much more of this. Um, we expect many of you watched the uh, Gold Squadron podcast, space, uh, LA Space Jam, over the weekend. I caught, I believe, six of, of ten rounds that were shown on stream. Um, that's low for me. Normally, I try to catch eight or nine. Um, but, you know, trees and my hands now being a mess from rose thorns uh, intervened. That was interesting. Jeff, did you you caught a couple games, right? Yeah, I saw like eight of them. So, Jeff picking up where I failed. Congratulations to Mr. Rodrigo Denicol. I hope I got that correct. Of uh, Illuminati Squadron. I think he's a South American player. Hmm. If I remember. Uh, one of the... Um, is it... I don't want to assume, but I think I remember some people popping up in chat that he was from... One of the guys from, from like, Argentina. Yeah. Um... I'm not positive on that, um, but that is the information that I possess. Um, taking it down with what looks an awful lot, like I think this was the list that we were all kind of shocked that Duncan Howard won a, uh, a hyper a, uh, a system open with last year. Uh, two plasma I mean, tour bombers, three discord uh, vultures, and three normal vultures. I thought it was three hyenas for Duncan's list, but it might have been it might have been this. It looks very similar. Well, very I'm similar. just going I'm just going to protest at the idea that I was surprised that Duncan won anything because I, <laughs> I wasn't. Yes, he surprised. can't win every tournament. He, no, but that doesn't mean that I that I'm surprised when he does. All right, that's fair. Um, hmm. Second place, shout out to a friend and comrade of the the brave, the few that try to make Ray work. Uh, Brian Francis with Ray Zizi and Covenel, the long-established three-ship three resistance uh, archetype. And then Cody Wood coming in four, uh, third with his first order. Load, please. Yep, it'll, it'll take a minute. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are having to pull this off of Tabletop TO, not our normal, nice, clean... Uh, List, list fortress. fortress. <laughs> a list that I have encountered on more than one occasion. Adaptive Optics, Sinar Jameis. Uh, that's the Initiative 1 TIE Silencer. Blackout with Fanatical, a very good ship. And then do I need to say anything more other than Kylo at 76 is an extremely good, uh, probably maybe one of the best point-costed naked ships in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very swole list, that's for sure. It, God damn it. <laughs> uh, Adam Kemper's coming in fourth. Scott, another, another with a much list. smaller droid swarm. Uh, Grievous with Crackshot, Impervium, and Solus One. Two bombardment drones, uh, hyenas with prox mines and delayed fuses. Three Discord missile vulture droids uh, with grappling struts. Again, if you just put a bunch of good stuff together in a list, good things tend to, good things tend to happen for you. Does yep. it interest anyone else that neither of the separatists who made the top four have a relay droid? I mean, they don't um, need it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it, that's um, kind of surprised me, but I didn't notice till you said anything. Yeah, I don't play separatists, so I don't. Um, I didn't it's, notice till you said anything. That's that is pretty amazing. It's, you, we all talked to no end about how TA-175 was like auto-include in a droid swarm. And then I maybe arguably starting with Duncan, people just stopped running him. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is what, TA-175 or two Discord missiles? And they decided that the two Discord missiles were, were more, better value? I wonder maybe if People are starting to lean into the fact that with that droids benefit a lot from variants and that 
you don't need so many tokens to keep them alive. You really only need one or two. Right. Yeah, and again, cheap, cheap missile carriers win, right? And hey, look at that. It's the, one of the cheapest missile carrier or torpedo well, direct, carriers. Or I mean, direct damage. Unavoidable exactly. damage is always good. Yep. Well, yeah. Also, those bombardment drones able to not only launch proximity mines in front of them, but put delayed fuses on them so that yep. they don't trigger them themselves. They could they could drop it on their own ships and, or run over it, and it's still a danger for the other team. So uh -huh. um, uh -huh. that's that's pretty sweet combo there. There is one list that I found interesting that I, I, I want to draw you guys' attention to. Hand of Vecna is a name that if you've spent any time uh, in a, in uh, the X-Wing online community, you will have encountered him, and you will know that he is an extremely good player with a little bit of a twist on him. A little bit of a wacky twist. He's one of those guys. Um, he brought Echo, Fifth Brother, Passive Sensors, Crackshot, and four... Proxmine tie bombers. Yeah, that's a good list, man. So I look at this list as a four-ship rebel player mostly. And I go, oh dear God, yes, please, can I have more? But somehow he went six and two with it. And it was a and he was very close to making it to the next round. Extremely close. He kind of had the wheels fall off on him. At the end of his at the end of his game in in the cut, can you guys explain this list to me? Because I don't get it. Well, I mean, I'll take a I'll take a crack at it. <laughs> um, so Echo is extremely hard to pin down, just unbelievably difficult to predict, and um, it, it's just a as long as the player does not put themselves in a position where They've they've only got one or two decloak options, then then Echo has more decloak options than Whisper does. Than Whisper possibly can, right? Yep. So Echo's got six decloak options, and right. then you've got the then you've got the maneuver, of course, on top of that. So and the barrel roll after it. Yeah, you you can't stop Echo from flanking. You can't do that. Then you've got. Four Scimitar Squadron pilot bombers with the proximity mines. Now, I know Scimitar Squadron bombers aren't fantastic ships, but they are more durable than a Rebel X-Wing. All right, it's people forget that that they don't have a, they don't have two shields, so they're vulnerable to crits. But you know, a lot of the crits you don't really care about when what your goal is to get is to get in close, take shots, and then leave proximity mines to do automatic damage. Well, um, the same durability as an X-wing. Uh, it's slight six hit points, no shields. Is uh, yeah, correct. Same same durability. Six hit points, no shields is a little bit less because of the crits, but yeah, but same and and of course much cheaper. You've got you've, significantly cheaper. Yep. So, um, so that's the list, and it's just like you've got, and you've got the nimble bomber ability, which is a remarkable ability when you're dropping death pizzas. Um, just uh, the the amount of space that you can cover. If you haven't done it before, put it put it on Vassal and look at the the amount of space you can cover with your death pizza drop options. It's really amazing. Um, so, and then you fly it well, like you said, he's a, he's a pretty good pilot. So the games that I saw, other than the last one, I thought that he flew very well. The last one was sort of a combination of, it was just, it was a bad, bad matchup. Not a whole lot yeah. you could do. And, uh, and you know. even with the terrible matchup, I thought he did well. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, the thing that interests me, I don't want to get away from this so much, but I do want to mention it before I forget about it because I'm tired. But uh, where the hell is uh, Boba uh, Fenn? <laughs> I was going to say, there's no, there's almost no scum at the top, what, 12? Um, no, oh, I mean, there's, there's scum, but, but no Boba Fenn. It's like, uh, wow. Uh, and this is, uh, you know... Um, it's not. It is uh, extended, right? But um, but still, 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, I'm, I'm still waiting on the third one to load, and we all know Akhtar Khan loves his goddamn cartel spacers. Um, it seems like everyone went for the spacer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I again, lost though, to this yeah, list, yeah. by the way, I lost to this list in the um, X-wing Vassal tournament, uh, season seven. Um, the guy that I played is actually a, a friend or at least an, an acquaintance of, uh, of Octor and plays the same list. And I lost a, a squeaker a good list. to him. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of tools in that toolkit. It, it's, it, M3As are cheap enough that they're about the only platform in the game that can, where you can make cannons worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're all fired, every single shift in the list is firing at the same time. The tractor beams are remarkable. Yep. Indeed. It's the same. Uh, it's, it's not dissimilar to why you'll see people run tractor beams on, uh, robots. Yeah. I'm not as big a fan of that, but yes, that's why. Same, same, uh, in it. Oh, so that's why Daniel hates me. Um, sorry, I just recognized a name on here that I've encountered multiple times online, and then I saw what group he's from. Um, see, who else is on here that we could uh, give a little uh, a shout out to? Well, we could go Mark down DeBrun the rest is of a name to, Mark DeBrun is a name we've seen before. I believe he's a Canadian gentleman. We saw him. I, I believe he made a deep run at Worlds, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh my God, he brought four phantoms. You scumbag! <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> go ahead. So Jeff. I, I noticed this Resistance Five A Wing list in here, and it's going to make us all happy. It's got a uh, Ronith Blario, Zari Bangle, and Greer Sonnel in it, and I, of know, course Zizi, because you have to have Zizi. Because Zizi is so undercosted, it's hilarious. Yeah. Is ZZ yeah. five points? Is, should ZZ cost as much or more than Lulu? I, I think that I think that ZZ should cost more than Lulu. What do you think, Drew? I was gonna say the same, but I mean, no one. Well, I guess the main reason why we don't see Lulu right now is because he's not in. Um, what's it called? He's extended only, right? But even then, like ZZ is cheaper. I I think they need to be the same cost, or ZZ needs to be more expensive. Um, okay. Flying ZZ, I think. I mean, the ability to get that extra token, I think, is better than Lulo. But Lulo does a very specific thing and does it very well, right? Whereas ZZ is kind of like the the more all rounder. ZZ is the RZA two on steroids. She's yeah. she's just a a super efficient version of the RZA2. Right. And then Lulo is, I wish I, Lulo is, I really wish I was a black squad ace, uh, but can I please have the extra three health? Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, another top eight list that Vince is going to really like, um, Nora Wexley, Wedge Antilles, Thane Kyrell, and Zeb carrying Leia. Leia, other than... Um, the servo motors, Leia being the only upgrade in that list. Is this Ben Roberts? Ben Roberts, yeah. yeah I enjoyed, only, I enjoyed watching that game. I missed that. That was one of the games that I missed um, that people were kind of salty about because nobody likes Wedge. Uh, this is an extremely good Rebel list for two reasons. Number one, 655 is never bad. And number two, it has no unnecessary upgrades. Everything like a good rebel list to me should have maybe five upgrades, and that's depending on how much you like. That depends on how many ships you're bringing. The strength of rebels 100% comes from their pilot abilities and how they interact, and then you add Leia to Wedge and Thane, and you just make two very good ships, extremely good. And like Nora turning, uh, Nora with a white 4K isn't bad, but she doesn't get as much out of Leia as Wedge and Fane do. No, she wants to stay in there and just clog things up and get her evades and stuff. I would, just I would have liked, 
I would have really liked to have seen um, uh, in an extended tournament. I would have liked to have seen Crackshot on Wedge and Fane, and just go with the one ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I, I find it difficult to believe that one ninety seven. I know for a fact that it made a difference in getting first player in one game. I just find it difficult to believe that over the course of a tournament that that you don't get more than more than that value out of two crack shots. Out of two, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree. Um, man, that's – Nora. I, I always look at Nora at 55 points, and I want to say she's not worth it. Oh, but she's I worth it. She is. Like, I, oh. I, I know it, Jeff, but I just – I never want to admit it. You know what I mean? Without yeah. – with how prevalent droids are, the more I look at her, the more I'm like, oh, man, if you get positioning with her pretty decently, she can wreck face. Uh, oh, she'll score. Just... If, if, you get, if you get droids to fall into that two and then the, the two-rank column, the two-wide column, and then you throw Nora in the front of it, you'll stop it 100% dead. Uh, with these, I just, with, the the yeah. thing that Nora takes is good range control, because if you catch Nora outside range one of an enemy ship, then she's going to die. Or at Very least be cool. she's going to be crippled, and then evade or not, she's going to die the next turn. But if yep. you range control well, and you get Nora into that range one bubble, man, she is just money. Yeah. And the attack you know shovel is like very decent, seen, Jeff, too. Out of this list, you're going to laugh. Drop Zeb down to AP five and put Baze Malbus on Nora. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I would like AP five in the list better anyway, but I yeah, that's seven yeah. points that I don't think you needed to spend. Yeah. What were you saying, Drew? Oh, I was just saying that the attack shuttle is also really like I like the 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 chassis of the attack shuttle. Um. But, uh, I mean, you know, using AP5, you lose a lot of that power. Because the attack shuttle, I think, is, is it can actually hit pretty hard. Um, a different pilot could do it. Yeah, Zeb is not... He, Zeb does what not is he, come with any natural boost to offense. Right. I was going to say, what is his, um, what is his cancels, pilot? He cancels crits before it hits. hits. That's right, that's right. So since he, he's he got two shields and only two hull, it doesn't come into play very often at all. Exactly. I was thinking the pilot had um, the, sorry, the, the ship pilot had the crew card ability. And I was like, oh, this list is built to go against droids. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, uh, I would love to see Zeb. I, I'm going to check to make sure he can do it since I don't fly the ghost, but... I'd love to see Zed fly the ghost, where the ability to cancel crits before hits. Um, oh, that'd although, be good. Although the ghost also has zero agility, so I guess it wouldn't matter much. <laughs> well, no, because it would mean that your reinforce is canceling crits first. That'd be incredible. That's true. That is a fine point. Yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, so yeah, Zeb on the in the ghost. Maybe that's why Zeb is not a ghost pilot. Well, they've got they. They have never. I don't. I, I'll leave. I'm not going to do that. I've complained enough times that Hera does not <laughs> get enough opportunities to get on the board. Um, considering that she flies every ship in the in the universe in, during the course of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's good on the two that she's already on. <laughs> oh man. Um, but I think we kind of have to talk about. The breakout star of the tournament, which I don't think any of us ever expected this, Amelyn Holdo. Yeah, I mean yeah. certainly the certainly the surprise of the tournament. I'm not sure breakout yeah. star since he lost fairly early, but certainly the surprise of the tournament for sure. I mean, and uh, I'm going to try to. I'm just going to control F and yep. Virgil Hayward ended up, well, ended up a respectable three and three. By the way, great name for a club, the Lale Lule Lo. Nice job. Uh, <laughs> so his build was uh, Ray, Amelin Holdo, Rose Tico, Finn, Contraband Cybernetics, and Stealth Device with a Blue Squad uh, Recruit RZA2 with Swarm Tactics, a BB-8 with Intimidate, and a Cloaking Device Colossus Station Mechanic. Um Nobody could figure out what the hell this list was supposed to do until we saw it. And then everybody just kind of went, 
oh my god, is this actually happening right now? Um, Jeff, I think you figured it out before I did. You want to walk everybody through it? Yeah, so I mean the basic idea that the the linchpin that makes this particular version of of Emlyn Holder work is the Colossus Station mechanic having access to an illicit slot, which gets a cloaking device, which is a token, which Emlyn Holdo can happily pass around amongst ships. Um, that's the that's the main linchpin mechanic that takes people a while to figure out um, the. The swarm tactics on an init one blue squadron recruit took people a little while to figure out. And the idea there is when Ray is cloaked, yes, you heard that correctly. When, when Ray is cloaked, thanks to Amelin Holdo and a, and a, a donating Colossus station mechanic, um, the blue squadron swarms Ray down to one. Ray tanks a crap load of shots at however many. Um, uh, defense dice, and then when Ray is ready to engage, Amelin Holdo comes in again. Ray passes off the cloak token back to one of her friends and gets to shoot. It's very, very clever. Um, in fact, when when I was watching in the Twitch chat, my my first comment was, "This is very clever." I'm not sure that it's good, but it is very clever. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's definitely creative. We'll find out how good it is momentarily. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch. I, I gotta say, I, I did enjoy watching that game. It was a, it was a, <laughs> it was an odd game to watch, but it was fun to watch. So I'm very interested in this because I do fly a lot of Ray, um, and I have always, I Jeff, we talked about this that people kind of overlooked Amel and Holdo just because it was one of those wall of text cards. Yeah. And even the guys on the stream were confused. I mean, even Ryan and, uh, and Dion were confused exactly as to how she works. That's an incredibly flexible and adaptable card that you can use with a lot of ships that can do different things all to buff Ray. Uh, yes. So Amelin Holdo, for those who don't know, at the, before you engage... You may transfer a token that uh, you you may transfer a token that you do not have from another ship, and you may transfer to that ship a token that it does not have. And these are separate clauses; they're not these they're not correct. dependent on one another. Correct. You do and not have to transfer to it. They do not have to. You do not have to give anything up to get something. Right. In either direction. Uh, she's eight points, and she's crew. So it, it is a it is an expensive crew card and you do lose what I think is one of the better crew cards in the game, especially on Ray, which is Corsella. Um, but I have been playing around with this and just trying to see exactly how far I could push it. I'm that kind of guy. And I realized that there is a way to supercharge this. I'm going to name another crew card that nobody has ever heard of PZ4CO. Now, PZ4CO's ability is that you may after uh, after you complete a maneuver, you may trans. I believe it's it's. I'm, it's I'm a calculate. Sure. It's a calculate or a focus. I think a conditional focus. If I'm remembering the card right. Correct. So okay, there it is. At the end of the activation phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range one to two. If you do transfer one, calculate to that ship. If your revealed maneuver is blue, you may transfer a focus to it. Now, clearly the focus was that if you were to put PZ4CO on uh, a transport, like a full resistance transport, but I think this was built for BB-8. So that BB-8 can take a can take a reposition before he moves, take a blue maneuver to clear the stress, take his calculate, and then clear it and pass that calculate off at the end of activation. So you and then the list I've built it with includes two blue squad recruits, meaning that I can stack Ray's ability, Ray's uh, action being a focus or a target lock, a calculate from BB-8 and an evade from a blue squad recruit, all on all on a Ray of about 105 points. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that's I mean, Rick to shoot into. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, the the thing about it is, I think that it's cool and I think it's powerful. If somebody uh, always gives you that front arc, right? That's right. that's the thing. That's where Ray breaks down. Is two hundred and seventy degrees of attacking her. She she's in trouble. Um, so I don't think it's broken. I think I don't. I'm I'm not saying it's not good, but I don't think it's broken. I think that it's an interesting, interesting combination for people that think they can keep the enemy in Ray's front heart. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times I've had this experience with Ray where, yeah, I can't really key. I, you know, I do. Have, she does get arc dodged once once in a while. It is hard to get away from the front arc of a Falcon. That's a that's a lot of real estate you have to cover. Um, but even if you do, if they do get around you, you're still talking about two defense die with two to three tokens on it. Plus, if I fail, hey, you just gave me a free target lock for when I sloop next turn. Yeah. So I think that probably has, and then we're still talking about my list is one of the best blockers in the game in BB-8, and two very good ships, two blue squad recruits that are, you know. Just gonna fly around the board, pissing you off. Yeah. So I think that list might have potential, and I do intend to try it out during our still long suffering, long continuing lockdown. Uh, Jeff, what have you been working on as far as weird shit? I, you know, I'm not really a weird shit guy. Uh, That's true. It's it's. Um, I tend to. This goes all the way back to one e. I tend to. Um, find strong ships. Like I'm not a, I'm not much of a, of a, a gimmick or synergy player. I tend to find strong ships and see how I can combine them so that they, they have soft synergy. Like uh, I'll look for ships that can cover each other's weaknesses, but, but not ones where there's this Rube Goldberg machine of passing things around. Um, Jeff is not a, I get by. You're not a Beatles fan, basically. You don't get by uh, with a from your <laughs> um, It's just a matter of I I like the ability to fly freely because I'm I'm capable of processing a a huge amount of maneuver data in my head. So I can in the time that it takes to, for other people to set dials and choose you know fairly obvious maneuvers, typically I can go through a wide range of possible maneuvers and. Those maneuvers are seriously curtailed when you're when you're leashed to another ship by a range two or even a range three bubble sometimes. So I try I try to avoid that because it doesn't play to my my main strength as a player. Mm -hmm. So I've got another list that I've been working on that I've actually had some really good results with. Um, I have gone back finally to my roots, flying wedge. Uh, it was long overdue. I'm glad I'm back. Um, but it's Crackshot Wedge, Intimidate Arvel, uh, K2SO on Cassian in a U-Wing, and uh, Naked Biggs. Okay. So it's an extremely good blocker at I-3 and Arvel. It's an extremely good support piece, basically a mobile force token in Cassian. And then Biggs is just there to either block or just to make sure Wedge doesn't get, you know, incinerated in yeah. Yeah. and i have technically if i need it i have a floating coordinate from cassia like there's mm -hmm. no there's nothing wrong with him coordinating he's still a three die gun but i would i would much rather him take a token yeah of course but i'm i'm very happy with how i'm getting out of that list the idea kind of tends to be that you throw arvel into gum up the works you slow roll bigs and cassian behind him Cassian giving Arvel uh, a second token is almost never a bad idea, I've found. Um, so my experience flying against Arvel, I've rarely flown Arvel myself, but my experience flying against Arvel is that lists that, that use Arvel really rely on the player reading the opponent and putting Arvel in the right place. Like for example, oh, yeah. Vince and I have played with with Vince playing Arvel before, and Arvel never was able to get blocks. And um, 
And it wasn't like Vince flew him wrong. It's just that I know that Arbel wants to run into me. Uh, so I'm doing everything I can to keep Arbel from running into me. And it seems like that that makes or breaks the list, whether Ar whether Arbel gets those blocks and those free shots um, and those that intimidate and so forth. And I find that very interesting for such a cheap, small, fragile ship that the the strength of the list hinges on that so strongly. And that's the other reason why I think I built it the way I did was so that it didn't revolve around Arbel like that. Um, you can I can still joust you with Cassie and Biggs uh, wedge and have pretty good odds of coming out of that fight ahead. But I mean, if you're jousting me, then chances are you're blocking something with Arbol. Right. That's right. true. Uh, Jeff does. Jeff so. doesn't joust me ever. He never wants to have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some run-ins. I've had some run-ins with Arvel, um, quite a bit from our, our good friend Daryl. Um, and yep. every, I, you know, I'm an ace player, right? And so every time, um, I have been blocked by Arvel has been intentional, right? Where like, okay, I've given up this tie bomber or, you know, the inquisitors, he's going to eat it. Right. And there's nowhere he can go. And then I, you know, you, you trim the fat to, to go for the, to go for the gold. Um, hmm. but in a list with bigs and wedge, I don't think I've seen that across the table from me, let alone a U-wing to support it. That sounds, I'm excited to watch you fly that, uh, Vince, especially if you had, if you've had good results with it so far. You know, it's Arvel is weird. Jeff is right in that Arvel tends to become a focus point just because the guy, anything that you do land the intimidate on with Arvel and then is going to yeah. get shot by Wedge and anything else is really going to get hurt. Um, but it, you you kind of have to bear that in mind flying that list that maybe. You pair Arvel with somebody else, and then you have Wedge. You almost, it's, it's so weird. I'm trying to say it, and I know immediately I'm not saying it correctly, because you win X-Wing with Focus Fire. And yeah. Arvel is a great point to Focus Fire on exactly. whatever he is. That's, that's exactly what I meant. It's like you want to be you want to run Arvel into something, and then you want everybody to be firing at that something. Yes, and, and you, so you can, if you don't or can't run Arvel into something, then the there's sort of a loss of of something. I don't I don't know exactly, but you know the best players still do it. Um, you know I play against three good Rebel players on a fairly regular basis, and they still they all use Arvel and they still manage to do it. But when it doesn't happen, I, in my opinion, it hurts. Well, normally because if you miss, it's he overshot. And that means that you've got almost 40 points out of the game for that initial engagement. And the whole point of writing a jousting list is that you have 200 points engaging all at the same time, not 160. Mm, yeah. Drew, you don't sound convinced on what I said there. Uh, I mean... I don't know, man. Rebels are just in a really tough spot at the moment, and I do feel like Arvel just creates too many problems for you to... <laughs> there's a there's a yeah. list on the forums where one guy did a... He was like, this is the actual value of a 200-point list for each faction. And he was <laughs> he was like, here's Imperials. Their 200-point list is actually worth about 210. And here's Rebels. Their 200-point list is actually worth about 190. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> what is it? I mean, it's you sort of true. true. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, be depressed now. I mean, <laughs> we gotta. You know, another month we'll have the we'll have a change. Maybe. We'll oh yeah, was there something. was there an update on that for for an old timer like me that has no idea when things are coming and going? So last year it was toward the end of June. So if it's going to happen, it will probably be toward the end of June. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just looking at the tops, the rest of the uh, out of the cut. I'm looking at 17 and stuff. We've got an Ollie list. 
Um, that 17, 18, 19, all Galactic Empire. I'm curious to see what they all are. Uh, wasn't there a big spot, too, where it was all Scum and Villainy? Like, just below the cut? Uh, oh, no, I guess it's in yeah, the 40s. Four, four Phantoms in 18th. 40 through 46 are all Scum and Villainy. Wow. That's not good. 34 I, I, I do want to look at, um, let's see, how does, so look at 16, uh, look at 13 through 27. I'm going to read you the names. Empire, Republic, First Order, Scum, Empire, 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 Scum, Rebel, First Order, Empire, First Order, Scum, Scum, Empire. There's a Rebel in there. What are you bitching about? One. one and it's whited. It's whited. Like, Hang on, what did uh, Wynan fly? Was it, let me guess, is it full, some version of four X-Wings? No. He brought Fen Rao in the shuttle, you brave man. <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay, that, is that's, that is brave, but on the other hand, what are they going to do, shoot at Fen Rao when Wedge and Han Solo are, are on them? Hey, you almost yeah. don't want to archive. You almost that don't a, want to archive in that case. That's a 666 list, by the way. Yeah. That is. Fenral, the most useless initiative six in the game. He was one of the best in 1.0, so he deserves it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but all right. So I think we'll uh, we'll hang it up on Space Jam there. Suffice it to say that it was an interesting tournament, but it did not break any real new ground. Uh, turns out droids are still really, really good. Yeah. Um... Uh, and and, and Amelin Holdo might be playable. That we maybe didn't realize. Amelin Holdo is going to see a lot of fun play. I can tell you that right now. There are going to be a there are going to be a lot of people just playing around, saying. I, I mean, frankly, I expect to see a, just a lot of copycatting with the cloak token because if you can't have fun with a cloaked ray playing you know, X wing, you should not you, be playing X wing. You should not be playing X wing. Because <laughs> I like Jeff knows that I literally yelled at him on Discord. Oh my God, he's going to cloak Ray. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it, I don't. I I don't think he never did. Lasted. Well, he he did, but it never lasted to the right phase. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Uh, it never ma It never mattered. It never played out the way it was supposed to play out. Ideally. Yeah, uh, well, I think it never played out the way we all wanted it to. We don't know if it worked out the way he intended it. No, he he actually said that you know the way that he really wants it to work is Ray gets the cloak and keeps it until a knit one and you know sucks up all that all those shots and uh, and then gets rid of the cloak and blows something away, which you know is um, I just I, like I said if you can't have fun with that you you need to change games. You yeah, just go play uh, go play War Machine. Um, this this is not the play. This is not the sandbox for you. Uh, the other big news is, and I'm only taking this because I don't. I, I believe Dion to be a man with information that we do not possess. Uh, we are apparently supposed to expect a points change in June this year. Um, I believe we, for some reason, we're unsure if it happened in June or July last year. Uh, no, so it was the end of June last year. It took effect. It it came down end of June, took effect in July. I got it. I got it. Um, so here's the question. Do we think that the online games have led to any big changes that we could possibly predict? Big changes? Nah. No? Nah. You think we're just going to see so a lot of one points here and there? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest change that I would hope for, I would like to see struts be um, incorporated into the into the um, droids with the droid price going up. Um, I'd like to see that. Uh, I think that Slave 1 uh, probably will go up. Um, I don't really know about the rest of the FET combo. You know, it's like, who knows with... with um, Maul and all that. I mean, who knows what they're going to do because it's like if they... If they identify a list as a problem, they don't narrow in on the problem components of the list. They they have tended to nuke the whole list. 
and right. like overdoing it. Like this is a list that's probably five points too good. Okay, well, let's make all of the components 25 points more expensive. Um, so I, I don't know what to expect, but I really don't expect big changes. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for broad strokes, man. There's a lot in this game that that needs tweaking, and I mean, you know, as you've said, Jeff, they don't really have a good history of um, of doing that. But I I hope we'll see it. I mean, but you know, we're I would always like hoping. to see them. I'd like to see them continue to just gradually ratchet rebels down. I'd like to see. Um, the the mid and knit rebels i'd like to see them just you know i i know that i've made fun of them making one point changes before but that's that's the initial change i think that rebels are at the point where you want to see one point ratchet and changes it you know um ratchet rebels down until um until they they do something right right what about you vince well you guys make my life difficult okay well that's all right I can tell you guys what I want to see corrected, uh, and I'm going to try not to repeat anything Jeff said, even though Jeff, being the scholar he is, probably issued a laundry list. Um, I really, really want to see the fangs go back up. Hmm. Because as far as if they intend to keep hyperspace the way it is, four fangs is pushing out a lot of mid to, a, lot, a lot of lists just because the skull squads are so good as mini aces and then you have Fen Rao who you could argue without swarms would be dominating would be dominating hyperspace worse probably than Boba Fett. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. I, I just the thing about the fangs is first of all I'm going to mostly agree with you. I think that 47 points is too cheap for a skull squadron. I don't think it needs to be racked back up to 50, but, you know, we can go 48. We can go 49. Um, we can experiment. Yeah, where you can't take four of them and with all with Fearless or whatever, and, yeah. and maybe you can't. But um, the, thing to, the thing is that, you know, and I play Fen. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the best Fen player by any stretch of the imagination, but he is a four-hit point ship, and he's a single repositioner. And if you do not do it right, he I cannot tell you how many times I have lost Finn because I was I was running away to get a reapproach. I thought that I was safe behind an obstacle out of range three. Yeah. And it and it turned out that I was not <laughs> safe behind an obstacle out of range three. Um, I can't tell you how many times. I mean, it, literally, it happens to me a lot. And I take, I took in this game I played in the X Wing Vassal tournament. I took a damage from the primary attack of a sick at range, barely at range three, because I did it. I thought I was safe, and I didn't focus and take stress. Yeah. Um, so fangs are just incredibly fragile. Um, you, if you push them to a certain point, the fragility of them makes it so that they cannot be played except by the most exceptionally cautious players. And I don't think we want things that are only played by the most exceptionally cautious players. Right. Cause the, as the you can either you can get away with a fang by two two ways. Number one, if you just have godlike levels of range perception, you can fly fangs extremely effectively. You will always be outside range three, and then you will immediately be inside range one. There's there's like five people who can do that. Right. Um, and then there's the people who, if you just fly off the handle with them, you can make it work. But you'll make it work like to the tune of you went four and two at this six round tournament. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely get what you're saying that you don't want to get them to go too high because they are only a four hole ship. The problem is, is that Fearless and Concordia is yes. monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. what I'm saying. No, they've got to cost more than to allow you to take four of them with Fearless or, you know, th uh, 
two with fearless and you know it's just got to be a little bit more than it is just so that the components don't all come together in that 200 points here's a question that i don't think we've ever asked until now does scum have too much easy access to mods um yeah but they don't never no one ever takes them like mods uh, right what? well I mean, Fett takes them. Fen can't take them. You don't ever really see Seeks with them. You don't see Kiraxes with them, even though they have, what, three mod slots or something like that? I no, think no, you no. need dice modifications. Dice oh, mods. I'm dice sorry, mods I'm talking about the modification <laughs> slot. <laughs> you can tell Drew's been out of it for a while, folks. I'm not. What? Where, who am I? Um, uh, I mean, I, I know what you're asking, I think. Um, I do think that with the exception of stuff like uh, FET, I do think that Scum sort of does dice modifications the right way, unlike um, unlike Jedi, unlike Imperials, right. the, the Force and so forth. I think that Scum, the for the most part, their dice modifications that they can get are are done the right way. And I'm thinking specifically of little weird things that, like I saw a list with Genesis Red in the tournament yeah. this weekend. Right? That's a that's a dice modification that's the right way. Genesis Red runs up, target locks a ship, and gets their folk, whatever green token, whatever, calc, what is it? Focus or evade tokens they have. Yeah. You know, that's a that's an excellent ability, and it's not a it's not an overpowered ability. Um, you know, so they have a lot of modifications, but I think they do them right. Cause like, I, I'm, I, I don't mean this only to take a shot at Fett, uh, at Boba Fett, because that's been done to death. Um, I guess I'm kind of thinking about the, you're starting to see Dangar with Han Gunner on it. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Dangar has now gone low enough that people are willing to kind of dip their toes in. And as long and, you know, like we've jokingly said on the show a hundred times, as long as Dangar's on like a NASCAR track, he's perfectly happy. Yeah, uh, right. Absolutely true. Well, you know that particular uh, that particular crew, the Gunner, is interesting because not to beat a dead horse, but Han Solo Gunner should be initiative costed. Han Solo yeah. Gunner is worth far more at initiative six than he is at initiative one. Oh, right. Especially because he does. There's nothing to stop that. There's nothing to stop you from doing it, even if you get blocked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it right. every time. Yep. Absolutely. If you're not stressed, right? Like because he stresses you, right? You just, but like, you yeah. just keep bumping on a one bank to the left, and you just keep on gunnering every single every turn. turn. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like there's to me, there's almost nothing wrong with going like auto blaster Dangar with no torpedoes with Han and Lone Wolf. The thing about the torpedoes, the main effect of it is <laughs> you really don't want to shoot Dengar. You really do not want to shoot Dengar. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep. And that's the big thing. It's like, that's. I think that torpedoes are for that reason more than they actually are for the offense. Right, right. I'm, I'm saying if you wanted to go a different way from a torpedo build, like not to say that it's, that it's not the most awesome, awesome unintended defensive mechanic of all time. Like you don't want to be here, or I'm going to torpedo you after I shoot you in the face with three dice. Right. Exactly. Um, but like I'm wondering, like I always wonder how can you know what I wonder what are the other builds you can do with this that people aren't thinking about, and I wonder like could you do an auto blaster punishing one lone wolf so that you always like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wonder mean, if maybe there's something there. I mean, I think that it's a good chassis. I think the three upgrades that you just named are good upgrades. I think that you know, if you're if you're a good pilot, I think that you can definitely make that work. Well, I don't know about good. I think maybe raw is probably the right word for it. It's raw. Sorry. Oh my! <laughs> you said it. I had to. No, you didn't. But you always do anyway. Um. All right. Is there any? Oh, uh, I, I just because we're all gonna have a good laugh about this. I'm sure Jeff. Maybe I don't know actually if either of you started to see it. People are starting to sell the chromed out Naboo's. I didn't see, see that. I thought this? that they started arriving, but they're selling them, huh? What are they going for? Around, around 175. 
$175. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yep. The first one I saw online went for $175. You know, if if honestly, if I were FFG, honestly, if I were if I saw that, I would comment on that post or whatever, and I would say, you know what? We've decided we're going to print 4,000 of these. Just give us a couple of months. Yeah. I'm looking at um, one on eBay right now. 249 uh, It's just insane. Oh. But, you know, I, I always thought that the dice were insane. So, you know, and, and I love the dice. So. Um, yeah. Oh, what a crazy wild world we live in. But also that means that it's time for me to jump on eBay and try to snipe one for cheap. Good luck. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We're coming right up on uh, Jeff's bedtime, which is, of course, the goal we always aim for on this show. <laughs> uh, I'm old. <laughs> How many times I, must we teach you this lesson, old man? I, I, um, I feel it, too. I feel it, too. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, as per the usual. And uh, we will talk to everyone next week. Go ahead and sign off as you believe. Y'all have a good week. Take care, everybody. And everyone, good luck in whatever uh, online games you may be taking part in. We all know that Vassal and TTS are both disasters. Have a good week.